Um, so yeah, I, I never imagined like thirty minutes earlier for work would entirely wreck my life like this. Oh, hundred percent. But here I am. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, we'll get started. We can talk shop and everything. Um, episode two thirty nine. I'll do a little countdown for sin. Sin, listen for this countdown. Um, no, okay, we're gonna start in three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 239 of the Guardian Hub podcast, where we talk about Destiny and Season of the Witch. Only one more week left before we go to Season of the Wish, or is it just Season of Wish? No, it's The Wish. Wait. Yeah. I don't even know. No. The? See, uh, I believe it's Season of the Wish. Okay. Or is it Season? I, now you got me double guessing it. Dang it. All right. I just saw it. <laughs> Hey, inquiring minds want to know, so if we can look this up real quick here. Uh, nope. Season of the Wish. Yes, there's the... Okay. So it is the Wish. Season of the Last Wish, am I right? <laughs> we'll see. Season of the 15th Wish? Sorry, mm-hmm. I haven't seen that everywhere. <laughs> and I don't know why I was saying 13, for because just 13 is one of those numbers, but obviously 15 is, is the number we're looking for. <laughs> I All remember right, well, Bungie's. Oh, the, yeah, their numbers. What were you going to say? <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, they're nothing if not superstitious with their numbers. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. The sevens and everything. Well, um, this is recording Wednesday night. I'm trying to remember. I feel like other weeks when we have recorded during Thanksgiving week, Wednesday, we've done, or maybe probably like a Saturday, Sunday. This made sense. We're recording Wednesday before Thanksgiving. There's also a TWID, fairly substantial one also. And then um, we'll just talk about what we're doing. But we were uh, talking about food a little bit beforehand. We can talk about work or whatever. Um, I'm just curious if there's anything fun going on with stuff being made. I think I saw Kato posted some pies in the Discord that you were working on. Mm. Bourbon, what kind are they? Pie. Sweet potato. <clears throat> Bourbon, sweet potato. Oh my gosh. Yes, please. With a hazelnut crumble. Mm. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, and you made those before? Yeah, I made them last year. They were... Um... I really like sweet potato pie. I don't like pumpkin pie flavor thing so i decided to make the sweet potato pies because uh, nobody i know can make them that's still alive so i decided to give it a shot last year and they turned out really well so i decided to make them again this year yeah excellent 
Diz, you like sweet potato pies? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of basic when it comes to pies. Like, I haven't tried a vast majority. I think I'm okay with pumpkin, but it's been it's it's so few and far between that I have pies that I'm kind of you think basic. you're okay, so you don't even know. <laughs> right, I know I've had them. I just can't remember if I like them because it's been it's like such a rare stretch that I have them. Um, but I mean, being from the south, my default favorite pie kind of has to be pecan. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, I don't want to typecast, but I would feel like sweet potato is pretty popular in the South, also, right? But that, normally, I would say no. But as 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 the past has taught me, it couldn't be in like an entire regional thing that I'm unaware of. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. But sweet potato pie was definitely not a thing on the West Coast. I mean, I had them like on rare occasion. Um, in fact, no one even dealt with sweet potatoes at all, even though you could get them at the store. Everyone just got the yams, which, you know, are different than sweet potatoes. And yeah. we would make yam-based Thanksgiving, like casseroles that are sweet and all that yeah. stuff on it. But um, when I first had some sweet potato pie, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good. And I like how it's a little more... Like, I preferred actually getting sweet potatoes and baking them in the oven and doing the whole, like, chili and toppings with a sweet potato versus a regular potato. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good. And so I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I am making for Thanksgiving. It's kind of a specialty of mine. Not that this is an original idea, but when I first started seeing this, I really liked it. And... um I kind of mix it up a little bit each year, but um, Brussels sprouts chopped up, at least quartered, but they can kind of like start falling apart. Fry them in a pan, heat them up, some butter, a little bit of butter. They get soft. You can even get a little bit crispy on the outside. And then crumble bacon pieces in it, and then some maple syrup. And it is delicious. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? I was with you until you said maple syrup. What? Everyone's liked them. I mean, I guess you not like maple syrup. Like, and I'm talking about real maple syrup, not like not like yeah. the house I table mean, syrup, like real maple syrup. But I have to it try be fine. It. it just sounds yeah. weird. Does it? You never? You, well, but have you heard? So you haven't heard of that or seen that before? Then I've actually even like restaurants are starting to do things like that. They add a little bit of sweetness to it too, and it can cut the harshness that Brussels sprouts can have. You know. Yeah, I can see it. Just... I like Brussels sprouts anyways, but I don't really like them just boiled with just a little bit of butter. I like them kind of chopped up a little bit and then fried. It kind of like softens them softens them, and crisps them in a better way, you know? And then butter, olive oil, whatever you want, but then just, you're not going to be drowning it in maple syrup, but then, you know, put some bacon in there and a little bit of maple syrup and it's really good. Yeah. That's actually kind of funny. I did sautéed Brussels sprouts for dinner. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Like I said, I was with you until you said maple syrup, and now I'm just like, I don't <laughs> know about that. They're good without the syrup, too, but again, just a touch to kind of give it... It's not yeah. like saucy or anything, but like it's. It, I think it's good. And um, But also, I've had them like other places where it's just totally savory with maybe some Parmesan cheese or, or even nothing. Mm-hmm. They're fine, just kind of sautéed up. 
but yeah, you got to saute them. Like I, I like yeah. Brussels sprouts that way so much better than just like boiled mm-hmm. whole or whatever, you know. Sauteed or roasted or fried. Roasted like. is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and then work. Kato, I don't even know what's going on with your schedule these days. I know you started working nights, and I feel like uh, we don't know when you're available anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I started nights at the first part of November, and then I'll be done with it next week. It's a very short, temporary thing. Okay. But I don't know. I don't mind it. But at the same time, I'm definitely ready to be back on days. Yeah. Des, I think it was before the show, right? You were saying, like, even just starting a half an hour early, mm. what you were used to makes you tired. Yeah, it's it's... As people can note, it's been very rough for me adjusting. Uh, we started monthish or so, or, well, yeah, about a monthish or so ago. Um, so I think it started at the top of October. Uh, but yeah, our schedule—it was a—it <clears throat> was a company-wide thing that we weren't implementing, and corporate pretty much called and was like, "Do this," and they're like, "Okay." <laughs> so now we start. 30 minutes early so there's a 30 minute overlap between the shifts and we have a mandatory 30 minute lunch break which isn't an awful trade-off to be honest um but no yeah just the getting up earlier and trying to find like a sweet time for that it's been far rougher than i thought Mm. yeah sorry to hear that that sounds terrible now remind me though, do you have to travel far for work or is it close? Oh no, it's relatively close. It takes me roughly fifteen minutes to get to work, so it's not awful. Okay. It's just it's literally just the new bedtime, the old man things, you know, new bedtime, new alarm times. Yeah. Blah this, blah that. Mm. Hey. Well Yeah. That's rough. It is. Um, oh, and I'm I'm getting selected for jury, jury duty December 7th. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go to a trial or not, but the initial part, I have to be on Zoom calls throughout the day to see if I get qualified or not. It's interesting they do that part now, and then they said if you get selected, then it will be in person for the trial. But um, Yeah, I think um, with that like yeah. three months ago. Okay. That was annoying. <laughs> Luckily, I live in a small enough area that it's like check once a week. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Th- they don't s- seem to do that around here anymore. The check keep like I remember it was like that. You had to call in each day or check each day online, mm-hmm. depending. But this time it was just I got a letter a couple months ago saying you're you're gonna be most likely selected let us know if there's any dates that for sure don't work within the next three months i didn't really have anything but they said you know and then we'll give you a more approximate time range and then you can kind of even say it there's so many ways you can get out of it if if you need to without even saying scheduling reasons because <laughs> they ask all sorts of things right like have you ever had a bad experience with law enforcement in the past 
<laughs> pretty much just make something up. <laughs> Even if you haven't had a bad experience. No. So. <clears throat> However, I would actually want to do this once in my life because I've never gone to a trial before. So we'll see if it happens this time. I've been summoned for jury duty like four times. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I think this is my fourth time. Yeah. But yeah, for you, four times. Huh. It's crazy. Mm. Well, let's talk about Destiny, shall we? Um, today, they dropped on us a twid, but also um, Developer Insights, Fireteam Finder, beta first look. Kind of surprised how quickly they're going to be pushing this out. Um, I mean, it's going to be, quote, a public beta, which kind of gimmicky, like, compared to how, like, betas actually normally are with computer stuff, but um, but this is still true. Like, not all features will be turned on at first, so, and they'll be stress testing it and everything. But they said they kind of wanted to either, they had to figure out with the Fireteam Finder, you know, we could work on it some some more and then have it come out later, or they can have um, a public beta version of it sooner, and then hopefully it'll be tested quicker or something. I don't know. But how this is going to work is um, uh, they want it to be not going to mess up, you know, start of the season of The Wish, which it's basically going to be coming out in some aspects and then be more fully available for Final Shape, for all activities when Final Shape comes out. And so what they want to do is November 30th, so what, the new season is the 28th, right? Tuesday, so this will be Thursday, November 30th. I didn't even notice the time frame, but it's only from 9 a.m. This is the first test, by the way, 9 a.m. Pacific to 5 p.m. Pacific, so only people that can play during the day. This is like a weekday. But they will be doing a raid raids stress test. Okay, so all raids you have access to are in the menu, and so they will only be the raids. And uh, they hope to keep the stress test open until 5 p.m. But it's where you know it really just kind of depends. This is gonna this could all go to shit, you know, and they have to turn it off sooner, or no one's getting through, or who knows. But um, I think it'll probably be fine because how many people are really going to be jumping on on a Thursday to do rating just to test this? I mean, maybe I will. <laughs> we'll have to talk about this in the Discord as it gets closer. I think it'd be fun to jump on and test it, but yeah, don't. Eh. Yeah, so we'll have to figure this out. Um, you know, which raid we want to try and and how we test this out. How you know. I assume you can pick any size of group. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll go in with like two to four people and then just say looking for more people. So they kind of said what we'll see in the stress test versus the beta later versus the actual launch is um, there's going to be more and more things each time. And, um, uh, you know, for the stress test, just kind of raid stuff. Um, Later on, I'm trying to see, did they say when the 
beta will be just in some time in season of the wish right i i'm i thought i read that when the dungeon comes out it won't be available for the dungeon right away did you read that anyone yeah where is that now i read it earlier well it says protect the dungeon launch but that's all they said like yeah Because the dungeon comes out that Friday, December 1st. Okay, so we'll assume they're going to have it on on the 30th, the Thursday, the day before, for for testing raids, only from 9 to 5 Pacific. Yeah. And it's going to be turned off for a bit. You know, the dungeon comes out the 1st. Then sometime after that, they'll probably turn it on, maybe for raids and dungeons again? Mm. Yeah. I don't really say. Oh, yeah. Beta period begins in December pending the stress test results. So they're not giving us any kind of dates or anything, but sometime in December after the initial launch of the dungeon, they'll turn on a beta period and the full release targeting late January. So that's even right before, you know. But we still don't... Okay. We're assuming Final Shape comes out February 20-whatever still, unless we hear more news. Des, you've been keeping up with all the crazy brouhaha that's been going on is it delayed is re- it not delayed <laughs> yeah i've i've been yeah i've kept eyes on our discord about that whole conversation <laughs> what do you think right now if you had to put money on it delayed or not you know what because no one said the source of the delay that was going against bungie's word i was initially more leaning towards bungie you know okay it's going to come out here so but then you mentioned Jason Schreier, and it's like, wait a minute. That name sounds familiar. Um, but yeah, like you said, Jason Schreier has actually been very accurate in the past when reporting Bungie things. So I know, I know. The latest with this, and you've, we've probably seen some things with Les writing some things too, and I always want to be fair too. It, this is so interesting because yeah. Jason Schreier is not the type of reporter, just some anonymous person calls him and says, I work for Bungie. Like, a lot of times their sources are actually legit high-up sources, but he's going to say it's anonymous you know, to protect them. And then I even mean, even with this press release that came out, Bungie still says November, or sorry, February for the release, but then Jason Schreier is saying like, no, trust me, it's still not going to be. So it's like uh, who do we? Yeah, no, who do we believe? Rough. And for those that don't have the history of Jason Schreier, uh, he released a book about like dev stories of uh, a bunch of different games, really. Um, but one of the games he covered just happened to be Destiny, and like just a lot of the nightmare that was kind of like early original Destiny like development. And uh, I think especially, like, in recent years, I mean, a lot of what was said has kind of come out to be either true outright or kind of corroborates with other other things other people have, you know, like hinted at or danced around or whatever, for whatever reason. So, yeah, yeah, it's a... I don't know which way to go, to be honest. Like, maybe they're really pushing for a static release, but maybe internally they are prepared to delay if they super need to, but I... Uh, yeah. I if that if that is the case and they delay it, I mean, you, you might as well have just said 
this far back, hey, we're going to have to delay it this time. I mean, yeah, eh, I don't know. This is just a weird spot to be in because, I mean, I know it's been and a while they... since. Yeah. I was about to say it's been a while since Bungie has been this uh, obscure about like a delay. Yeah, because if they're not going to delay it for sure, there's nothing crazy about saying, "Oh, it's on release." And yes, there's the press release, but that's still not like someone saying word. Like there could even be that press release could have even been incorrect. Like if they had drafted that up several weeks ago, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> so. But then again, if and then if someone high up is like, oh, but we don't want 28th on there, then they would say change the wording to like the 28th and then small print below it, dates and subjects to change. Right. There's so many ways this could go. Right. It's to be honest, and to be honest, if it was anyone but Jason Schreier, I'd I'd probably be far more in Bungie's corner on this like entire faux pas. But it's him and I don't know. He's been very accurate in the past, so. Yeah. <sighs> Certainly, we would have to know something by the latest, I would say, January after the first of the year. I know. It would some, have to, you know, right? This time of year, you know, they're kind of ramping down Thanksgiving, and then I feel like a lot of them, you know, we don't get twits too much in December except for a couple of weeks, you know. Yeah. Um, And then, but first of the year we come back if we don't hear something right away then it's on track you know it has to be it has to be because i mean you yeah you would think january like basically first i guess scheduled twit back in my opinion should be like the deadline for like a delay announcement to be honest yeah no doubt anything closer is just in poor taste. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Got to give people a little bit of warning. <laughs> right. So, like, oh, we know the game is supposed to come out next week, but <laughs> <laughs> before, jeez. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would piss off people. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. Yeah, like, with the way the digital and everything is set up, I don't think that's possible. No, that's it, why yeah, I think they but it's need funny. It. That's that's why I think they need at least like at least a month to properly delay things from you know that's what I would think anyway. But yeah, yeah. Cool. Just wanted to hear since uh, and talk to you about that in a hot minute. Um, All right, it's been so long. Yeah. But dude, this season's been amazing. I let's talk about that real quick too. Um, I know we kind of talked about it. I think last week, Sin and I on the show. But um, I don't know what Cato thinks too. But like, I think overall, um, I give this season rated one of the best seasons in a long time with the amount of activities we had, collectibles looking for, interesting things to bring us back week after week. Um, it's not like the content was hours there every week, but it was still better than what Destiny normally does for a season. Uh, how would you rate it, Cato? Just thinking back now. <sighs> Sorry, I was yawning. Um, yeah, that good, huh? <laughs> uh, no, I, it's definitely up there. Um, there's been some other seasons that 
story-wise, I've enjoyed more, but activity-wise, this has been a pretty good season. Yeah. Like, the missions every week, they didn't feel repetitive. Like, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, you were doing, like, the same activity every time, but there was enough difference in each time you went and did it that it didn't feel like a chore. Mm -hmm. And the minor and major cards, I think, was a plus for Destiny doing as good as they could for, you know, Destiny's not a true, like, RPG-type game with all this stuff, but I think they did the minor and major Arcana cards probably as good as they could, and they could maybe even improve upon it a little bit more. I definitely like that. I almost wish that it would have, um, like, involved more activities, but then that would have been game-breaking, so... Yeah, <laughs> that's where we get into it, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. But uh, hey, at least um, in the two activities. Now, let's talk about the activities. I mean, I think Spire, Seventh Spire was really cool. I liked how, you know, you had the different arenas, the different levels you would go up. Of course, a lot of the cards and secrets were found in that activity. And I like how it varied quite a bit between the different elements, you know, because you had the, um, the uh, what are they called now? The Sabathun's brood that are working with the light elements. Uh, the the light bearers? The light bearers, yeah. And, but it's cool. Like that middle arena, especially. Okay, so you got the first arena, just like, oh, we're kind of starting this off. The middle arena is like where they have like their big, power source and it's either the void or the arc ball or the solar one's really fun you got the blast of solar coming out all the time and of course the top arena you'll have a boss yep. but I, I don't know I liked it and then the the other one too the um, altars of summoning was really good too um, I just feel like everyone kind of stopped doing that halfway through the season because it was more just to you'd go in there to collect a card real quick and then get out but that one was fun on the higher <clears throat> tiers. You know, you actually felt like you had to do something and work. I think that was part of the problem is um, just queuing in solo to summoning was it could go really good or it could go really bad. If somebody did it in what it was at the tier three offering, or yeah, whatever, I don't know, whatever it was. Mm hmm. Like, if you weren't prepared for that, or if the, your teammates were not prepared for that when they did it, most of the time people would leave and you'd have to just wait for it to fail to start over. So, I guess, yeah, I didn't see that too, too much because at least with this activity too, yeah, if you failed that higher tier, at least it's not like you start the whole thing over. You know, it's like an activity where you have a right. bar and then if you fail that tier, you just don't get points for that part of the bar but then you just can do it again and they can go back to doing a lower tier but you're right i guess some people maybe they oh. wanted to do the higher and then if it was failing they would just leave i think people kind of realized somewhat quickly that doing the higher tiers weren't that much better like how much better did it make the higher tiers it didn't seem like it made it go that much quicker i don't think it did yeah i don't remember <clears throat> i don't feel like it made that much of a difference i think it was like you do two of the higher tiers. I still think either way you had to do three. I don't remember though. I think so, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and then the Embaro engine was kind of cool. Like we had like four weeks in there of stuff to do like three arenas kind of a fourth one with the ending part and then the, there was a whole mini puzzle again where you had people like it was mostly Asdacross I think he figured it out first because Dado was like on a podcast recording with someone right when this came out <laughs> everyone's like oh is Dado working on it too and you had um, like Fallout and Astrocross were working together some, and then other people were working on it, like Lucky, of course, and stuff. And um, But pretty much, I think, Astrocross's crew got it. And it wasn't as hard as some puzzles, but it was still something that they worked on for a couple hours. Nice. And, uh, yeah, and then we all got the code, so we didn't have to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and then the cutscene for uh, Season of the Wish, Ahamkara Egg, and uh, what's going to happen? We just have a little teaser trailer so far. Um, yeah, where's the dungeon going to be? Everyone wants the dungeon to be... I, I don't really care or understand this that much. Everyone wants the dungeon to be on the Dreaming City, but not the Ascendant Plane version of the Dreaming City. <laughs> like, okay, I don't really care where the dungeon is, um, I mean, as long as it's a good dungeon. Yeah, it is. I don't know, because it's going to be... Because a lot of Dreaming City is just thematic with, like, Ascendant Plane, though, and, like, swapping it, between. Yeah, because yeah, it's kind of like the Dreaming City with the curse and everything's kind of halfway in the Ascendant Plane already. Yeah. And, but there is the rumor that the curse is going to stop. But then that'd be interesting, too, because if that actually happens, there's going to be some triumphs that people can't get. <laughs> Because some of those I mean, triumphs well, were based on that, but yeah, I mean it's I don't know because that that's that seems like a lot of work though. It does that too for that, that for a season because you're going to have to stop just a lot, and you're going to have to like, of course, re-record you know record new voice lines for you know potentially people aren't that aren't stuck in the curse loop anymore. And like you said, you're going to get rid of like entire, essentially you're going to cut the dreaming city in a third. Mm -hmm. And where do you cut it? Or do you, it's, I, I don't know. That just seems like a lot of like coding work and a lot of things. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would love to, I would love to see like, uh, you know, like that be done in like, whatever i i just don't know like if that's you know feasible for a season i almost figured that would be like you know either expansion or next game like style of thing to handle no doubt and even on top of that with the speculation is is the raid going to be involved at all with this 15th wish talk and everything i'm like I just don't really see how it could. I'd be really impressed if they do somehow, but um, every time you input a wish in the raid, it has something to do with the raid. So if they somehow put the 15th wish in, but you know, a lot of these seasonal stories, they never have required stuff in a raid. I mean, maybe you could just go in and do the wish and then it teleports you out, I guess, <laughs> which is kind of funny, kind of silly, but... Um, Does... 
Yeah. Does one K have a catalyst? No. It might be a little lame. In fact, it it might be a, a little lame, but it could potentially, because you know they essentially made whenever they brought a uh, Vog back, um, they essentially made like the Vex catalyst that ran, you know, the the ever elusive uh, seventh chest of Vault of Glass. Yeah. So I don't know that. that I don't know if they would pull that trick twice, but I guess that's a possibility? Question mark? Yeah. Well, I'd like the raid to be involved somehow. I just don't know. And, okay. uh, yeah, but sometimes there's even, like, we were also discussing the spoilers channel today, and, and don't worry, there's nothing that's really confirmed. It looks like mostly nonsense so far, but um, sometimes we even have some kind of things spoiled by now, but we really don't know much other than this little teaser trailer, and we are now less than a week away, and I'm fine with that. I mean, since we're so close, so we'll we'll see it all. Well, at least not all, but you know, a lot of it coming Tuesday. That's actually super interesting that there's no major leaks up for this. Yeah, I find that super surprising. Yeah, I know. I mean, we'll see in the next couple of days. Watch after tomorrow when we're done recording. <laughs> of course, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Biggest drop. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like the game has is not delayed, and in fact, Destiny Three is coming out the year after. All this big news will come out tomorrow. Watch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other comments on the upcoming season, Cato, or anything you want to see or hope to see? I hope they carry on with the how well they did this season with the activities and everything. I hope the next season isn't uh, just a complete and total flop because they're counting on Final Shape. Mm. That makes sense. It does. I th- I hope. I think and I hope they will because I feel like they were telling us about six months ago or a little over that on how they knew they had to make seasons a little bit better but it would take them some time to do so. It would take about right. six months, and this was kind of like that, what they were talking about. They actually kind of did that. They put a lot more things into the season, and and I think they used some wording like, the, the you know, the season, the next couple seasons, once they get this through the pipeline, will be up to that standard, so I hope this coming season will be good also. I mean, let's yeah. hope. I mean, yeah. Had, we, I don't think we've had like a really good bridging season Kind of since arrivals, I think. Yeah. And the only because I mean the only negative thing I I remember about arrivals was just the fact that it was so freaking long. Mm. Uh, but there was a lot of like good stuff in arrivals. So there was, I don't know, even like, though it was long. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that memory is kind of tainted, but we haven't. I don't feel like there's been as good of you know a pre-expansion season since. I don't feel I, I could be not remembering something, but you know, we'll have to see. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. Go ahead, Kato, because I'm gonna slightly change the subject here. So, Rivals was that was when I started playing. Like I yeah. started right before Rivals. So to me, Arrivals really wasn't 
bad. Just there was so much to do for a new player. Yeah. But I could, I could see... I, I could definitely see how somebody's been playing a while, like at this point. Uh, if it's an extended season, it's going to be really yeah. boring. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I don't know. And they're definitely too late to do something like they did with the 30th anniversary pack. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Well, we'll have we'll definitely have more time to talk about this as it comes up, but I do want to get into the this week in Destiny. And I'm glad they had this at the top also, because this is amazing looking to me. The Geralt of Rivia armor collab. <laughs> yes. This Titan? <clears throat> Holy cow. So um the from what I was reading or looked into, the Titan is based off of the if you've played The Witcher, that is the Care More in Armor, what you start off with essentially. Mm-hmm. The Hunter is based off the Grandmaster um, Wolf set. And the Warlock, if I remember correctly, is based off the Erstein set, or the Bear Armor. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Yeah. It's yeah, one of these have... things I might have to pay for. Mm-hmm. I might have to agree also, Titan, I think just looks the best in this. It's like fitting for a Titan. Very. It looks so good. <laughs> I will say that, depending upon how it takes shaders, this might be one of the best like Hunter Cloaks ever. Well, unless the swords are attached to the cloak. Then uh, that might be... Yeah. Eh, that can get in the way aesthetically, but it's still not an awful like Hunter Cloak, which... <laughs> I don't know. Is is Hunter Cloak still like the prime fashion thing? Uh, maybe. Or I guess, I guess the prime fashion chase, should I say? I would say mostly. <laughs> always on the lookout for the Hunter Cloak. I would like to say so, yes. Yeah. I mean, I've always felt like Hunters have like some cool looking like other pieces of armor like pretty easily between like all the sets and everything it's just cloaks I'm like <laughs> at least for me had always been uh like Wrong. i said that that prime like fashion chase and if i ever had like threads or whatever to for appearance customization i would i probably spent most of them on cloaks yeah but that one would probably yeah, I like that one. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> There's a few, but I know what you mean. There's some of them that just they don't, they don't work very well. Yeah. All right. Um, they gave us all the information. Is this all the information? Or still just some of the information for the artifact? Yeah, column five. Yeah, it's yeah they have. Oh, hey, Arjun Ordnance is back. Anyway. <laughs> Anti-barrier sidearm, unstoppable hand cannon, 
unstoppable bow, overload auto rifles, overload pulse rifle. Um, Tiberius sidearm. That's interesting. Yeah, I wonder what other. I mean, is there any other option for elemental stuff later? I mean, of course, we know we have the inherent weapon options and element things, but trying to see in here if there's anything else for sidearm or for anti-barrier. I mean, you gotta remember um, being radiant or yeah, yeah, yeah. volatile, so... Yep. And, um, of course, Vex is gonna be a Swiss Army knife. Right? For all champion types. Wait, is it? Yeah. Did I miss that news? Is that news I missed? Okay. Was it last week? Mythoclass. Um, they were champion. changing something. Yeah. So in its so in its fusion, I think it's yeah. You know, it ha it acts kind of like an yeah. auto rifle, but then you yeah. switch it to the other mode. Well, yeah. when you switch it to the other mode, it's supposed to be able to stun any champion, I believe. Holy balls! Let me see. I, I know. It Plus, it's getting a buff. Plus, it's getting a. Let me see. Let me see. Um, I don't think it was stun. I just think it does increase damage to champions. Oh, okay. Hmm. That's slightly less cool. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like there were. What was it? Like four hundred percent or something? It was. You're right. Okay. Number. Okay. Okay. Two hundred percent. So it's not stunning. You're right. But it'll deal two hundred percent increased damage to all champion types in the linear fusion rifle mode. Jesus. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, it's just getting a buff for 10% PVE minor red bar and then 25% uh, boss damage. Jesus. <laughs> yes. So it's going to be, it's still going to be a pretty good Swiss Army knife weapon. Seriously, like just stun the champion, go into linear mode, and potentially just, yeah, right? Jesus. Yeah. Um,. I'm looking at some of these mods here, or artifacts. Sorry. Yeah, uh, go for it. Anything that stands out. Dragon's bite. Breaking a combatant's shield with a strand or stasis weapon has a chance to suspend or freeze that combatant. Wearing season of the wish armor increases the chance. That's <laughs> that's kind of broken. <laughs> well, above this, also... they. They talk about the the focusing elements because this will go into the conversation we're having is solar strand and stasis. So, like you were saying, um, mm -hmm. were you saying strand, Kato? Yeah, yeah. And then also there's a focus on rocket launchers. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but solar's back on the menu. That's always nice. Uh, damage with a solar ability Ooh. weakens champions and bosses. That's Yep. This is interesting. Have have they done the solo operative before? Yes. Yes. That have? was a okay. good Yeah, they have before. Two seasons ago. Oh, fair, fair, fair. Jesus, that's no, 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 no. It's been longer than that. It might have been I I think like a year ago almost or something. Like haunted? Solar three point oh. Huh. Somewhere in there. But yeah. 
Argent Ordnance, like you said. That's back. It's always been that was that was nice. Yeah. Overload pulse. Moo. Also overload rockets. Did I miss that one? Where's that one? Uh column yeah. four. That's different. And but well, I guess we're definitely going to get the biggest hint we are getting about next season is the from whence you came uh, increases ability damage to taken and scorn combatants. <laughs> I guess they're on the menu, which I don't know that does kind of hint at a a potential dreaming city venue, maybe I don't know. Anyway. But also the one next to it, I like wished into being when your super is nearly charged, ability final blows spawn orbs of power. So it just sounds like it'll kind of top it off that much quicker. And of course, wearing That's the nice. armor. There's yeah. some interesting ones here. Like Flint Striker, Rapid Solar Weapons, or Rapid Solar Weapon Precision Hits, and Rapid Final Blows Grant Radiant. Nice. While radiant, or this is the one below it, torch. While radiant, deal increased weapon damage to combatants affected by strand and stasis debuff. I wanted to say they've done something similar before with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a we just have we have one this season that's very similar. Or what I'm thinking of. <laughs> there was one when Arc 3.0 came out. Where it was combatants affected by was it void? They took increased arc damage or something. Hail the storm. Interesting. Uh, Shattering case targets and stasis crystals deal increased damage. Uh huh. Wait, shattering a stasis crystal releases shards of ice that damage and slow targets. Uh huh. Hmm. I wonder how that's gonna look. That sounds sounds like it might take some work. Oh okay, there like tiny snowballs there, like flying out. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot in the rest of this twa- twid. How should we? And some of it's talking about what's even gonna be coming in season of the or uh, final shape. Like they talk about how well of radiance is gonna be nerfed in final shape without telling us exactly what but um wait, how should we go through this because i do i do not oh. have time to go through every little detail oh, but right. i heard titans um, got nerfed a lot um, well let's see coming next week they are definitely getting they're lowering uh restoration heals so woven mail gets hit mm-hmm. restoration which the restoration changes isn't huge. I mean, here too, or yeah, the times two might be noticeable. Yeah, I can see that. I guess times one, yeah. I mean, you're probably not going to feel that too much, but I, I feel like times two might be noticeable. Um, devour. I feel bad for warlocks on this. Uh, instead of a full heal, you're only going to get 100 H- HP. That's fair, honestly. Yeah. Uh, uh, how many warlocks, Raven? 
<laughs> I know Void was the first one that came out, and it was popular for a bit, but like, other than a few people I know, I don't think a lot of us are on Void as a main by any means. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But still, I mean, that that just really hurts. Yeah, uh, so it is. Void Warlock's like, survivability. Um, but I guess the big, one of the really huge things that they're talking about here is they are doing something about sprint and slide melees. Oh, um, yes. yeah. Uh, so they're going to make it to where if you slide, you will not or shoot your weapon or something. There's something they're doing to like get rid of this uh, apparent strategy uh, that has become to where you will not be able to melee after like slide shooting or something to that nature. So uh, <clears throat> they did mention like this also got to be like the first time I've read this. Uh, they were targeting shoulder charge abilities at first, um, but internal testing actually showed that other like slide melees can benefit from such a thing as well. So they're going to hit and hitting those as well. So that is. Fantastic. So yeah, you can no longer use the sprint slash slide activated melees if you fire your weapon during the slide. Okay. Which oh my God, there's like so much to stasis as well, my god. Increasing the damage on Tempest Strike for hunters so that maybe more people will actually use it. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Even when it was new, I don't think people used it. Well, they're trying to use it. Uh, the bonk hammer and banner of war nerf. Yep. That's what I was talking about. Titan stuff. I didn't. I, I don't know exactly all the details with there, but um. Um, bonk hammer is way overpowered. Yeah. Right. Um. Because you get the stacking damage with I think it's synthoseps, and then it's just like. Meh. You don't need to actually use your guns. You just throw a hammer. But now, 1.4 seconds after picking up. I mean, that's not a huge change. But I'm not a Titan, so I don't know. Sunspot, duration. Increasing the super cooldown on Well and Word of Dawn. Yeah, so this is the first pass they're doing with Well of Radiance. And, and Word of Dawn also. Um, they're just going from the base cooldown from four seventeen seconds to four fifty five seconds. Um, yeah, feel like this is mostly because of PvP reasons. Potentially, yeah, yeah. Um, I do like like skipping down to because there's a lot of like stasis changes, and of course they're. Listing a few exotics getting tweaked. Uh, the interesting thing is they are kind of reworking, kind of, uh, the Aeon Cult mods. I, I did read that, yeah. Oh, yeah, let me get to that spot. Um, I feel so, like this is super interesting. I did not read that yet. I mean, if it's, it's a pretty short list for each class. Hunters... Mm -hmm. Shards of Galanor, Ophidius Spath, Stompies, the nerfs getting redone on Stompies. Mechaneers is going to be interesting next season. Bombardiers, Triton Vice, 
here's a big one. Celestial Nighthawk is getting a change. Yeah, precision kills now grant super energy, ranging from one and a half to four and a half percent, depending upon the target killed. Isn't that great, guys? <laughs> yeah, just give me more damage. I don't, I don't need my super like, faster. What the you see, my heart more skipped. Damage. My heart skipped a beat when I saw Celestial Nighthawk. And mm -hmm. it's like, and it's like precision kills. Lame. It's like if you're killing anything with Nighthawk. No, no, no. It probably so, doesn't deserve to be hit with a Nighthawk. The way I'm interpreting that is precision kills with your weapon will now grant more super energy, but I don't know. Um, that might be a stretch. Because that would be busted. I, I agree. But it's kills, not hits. So... I mean, my, and, but yeah, that's stupid. Um, Titans, Severance Enclosure, Peregrine Greaves. It's like a buff plus a nerf on Peregrine Greaves for Titans. Warm God Caress, Ashen Wake. Uh, Synthoseps is getting a change. Oh. Moving the melee lunge distance. Yeah, that's a PvP change. Reduce the PvE surrounded melee damage bonus to 165 instead of 200%. Increase the glaive melee bonus. Okay. Precious scars. Warlock is Bellador's Wrathweavers. Potheos's Veil, Felwinters, Cardensteam Armlets, and then the Aeon changes. Yep. I was starting Oops. to read through some of them. Yeah, they seem super nice. Like, um, other, uh, like, Sect of Force, uh, instead of bonus grenade melee energy for matching sects, uh, they're actually moving that to differing sects. Yeah. Um, so, rapid, rapid precision hits will increase reload and weapon swap speeds. And it'll last for 10 seconds, which is nice. Um, stunning a champion or <clears throat> precision hits against champions, elites, or mini-bosses will mark them. And then that's a 20% damage bonus to mark targets. Let's hope that's not busted. Because uh, there was something a while back that marked that ended up screwing with something and you couldn't even use the mechanic. Uh... So, insight isn't getting changed too too much. Um, uh, instead of getting a bonus to weapon damage for a short time, uh, they will get a burst of super energy. And then, uh, mainly because they wanted force to be about weapons, and they're trying to make them thematic. It seems. Um, so Vigor will provide damage resistance against <laughs> will provide damage resistance against combatants when an ally dies or is resurrected uh, and it, 
addition to the existing class ability energy, and when you cast your super, nearby allies no longer gain an instant burst of healing or an overshield. Instead, nearby critical wounded allies gain damage resistance from combats as long as they stay near you. And mismatching cult will also recover class ability energy more quickly. I kind of like it. Yeah. Like, it really... I think they're trying to diversify. I mean, there's like the grenade changes they listed at the somewhere in here. I think they're trying to diversify just uh, instead of going into a GM, it's, it's breaking up the, the standard loadout of, you know, always having a wild warlock. Nobody really needs any of the Aeon gauntlets because we have finders and such, and there's other things that just work better, kind of. So I'm excited for these changes. Yeah. I know. I don't like the fact that they're reworking it, like I said, to be thematic, so you know Sect of Force is about like helping and damage, and Sect of Insight is like doing a different thing. Like I said, they... Right. It seems like it'll be easy to learn like mm-hmm. where these things can be applied. Well, and then the benefit you get from each member of your fire team running something different yeah, is changing, too. It actually makes it beneficial for more people to run them. Yeah, depending upon what you're trying to do or what you're building or whatever. Right. I mean, Because if you have, like, a grenade or a melee that stuns, like, you'll want someone else to yeah. run, like, sector force while you run a different thing for say it looks like there can be like some combination possibilities if these uh, bonus abilities are still good or ability energy I guess are still good yeah I don't know I'm I'm excited for it it has potential but I know other things I've said had potential ended up flopping <laughs> magnificently. So we, we have speculated on many things <laughs> that uh, right. they ended up doing nothing. <laughs> no, it's all hey, good. Remember, yeah, it is exciting to see what said, happens. With... I was say, remember when I said that the heavy stasis sword was going to be busted? I did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. Um... What was that sword again? Was that I don't Oh, yeah, no, yeah, the glaive. Uh, the heavy glaive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But still, yeah. Thing. To be fair, busted for all of, like, a few days. <laughs> in a certain activity. And then they changed it, so. Well, I had a couple of days, I guess. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then a few armor mod changes, if there's anything interesting in a here. A few? Well, here to the I whole feel twid. like <laughs> this one. All right, so they're basically on things that uh, it seems like on these things that generate an orb of power, they're going to have a 10 second cooldown on generating an orb of power now. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. Well, it's. Let's see. Heavy handed is the melee, firepower is grenade. And Reaper is... I don't remember what Reaper is. 
the kill within seconds of using your class ability, which will be 10 seconds as of ah. the change. Yeah. I mean, I, I point this out all the time in raids. Siphon mods are pretty important, especially... Yeah. Like... Which, those don't seem to be changing, also. The siphons, no. it seems to be these. So... I don't know, I guess that can... That's a little more fair. I mean... <laughs> they're kind of expensive, as it is. They're like three... Three energy? Something like that? So, I mean... That's fair. Um, the kickstarts. Um, I have no idea. I can't even remember where like that energy refund used to be. But apparently, they will require at least a single armor charge. Be concerned. Yeah, they didn't say what these were coming from, so I like I just kind of glossed over it. I'm like, I'm bored. <laughs> right. Um. So I don't know if the kickstarts required armor charge, like after the armor charge was introduced uh they did not to begin with well seems like they suck now then <laughs> which is sad because i like i was a proponent of the kickstart mods anyway um yeah they're just i don't Maybe know they the, did. i don't know i don't know, I don't know. I don't know. They mentioned uh, at the top of this top that they're also tweaking like uh, some ability regeneration stuff um, to where shorter ability cooldown, like grenade cooldowns, won't benefit as much as longer cooldowns will. Um, so the more, basically the longer your cooldown, the more you're going to benefit. But I guess it's going to potentially scale in a way that kind of makes them even out. Um, so I'm guessing a lot of these changes, because this is also one of the few times they're not giving like previous numbers, mm -hmm. um, and I've been a little out of the loop, so I'm not sure how yay or nay these are. Um, but it seems it's, I, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be slightly worse. Uh, because it's, I guess it's Bungie's eternal attempt at, uh, reigning in abilities. Just yeah. a little bit, and trying to find like a sweet spot between abilities and gunplay. Which, at this point in time, I I'm I don't even know if they're going to find that sweet spot. It's a kind of a hard one, right? All right. Anything else on those? It's it's going to make a bit of a difference to some of the very common builds. It's about the only thing. Yeah, it definitely will. I mean, I, I at least gathered that, and I don't know. I'm kind of at the point in my Destiny career where, like, I'll look at some recommended builds and I'll tweak them a little bit, but I don't really have too much desire right now to do the build totally on my own, which I know yeah. can be good to really understand it, but I just don't have time or desire right now these days to do it, so I'll figure out no. some recommended builds. Oh, and... uh Oh, go ahead, Kato. I was going to say, it's just, I don't know if it's, if builds really matter that much, honestly, in, say, 80% of the content. No, of course not. No, of course not. No, yeah, no, no, no. 
and even in raids, like if you have exp- I don't know. I mean, they can, but then sometimes you don't even notice when they're helping. Like I'll right. switch. I switched like in garden. Everything's so easy, anyways. <clears throat> and then I switched to my garden armor that has the um, the buff. You know, when you stand by the relay right. on the final arena. And I even had some less resilience and didn't have all my mods and everything. And did I really notice much of a difference? Not really. Yeah. So. And that's <clears throat> something I pointed out. Uh, it's been a while back when it, when build crafting was really starting to, like, it was the new thing. Like, you could really dive into and build different things. And some of those builds, depending on the class, you really don't gain anything out of it in the higher-end content, because they just don't do enough damage. Other yeah. builds aren't really a build. It's you put on a piece of armor, and you're done. Right. It just depends on... Honestly, it just all depends on what people are, are going to find to be the most effective in between everything. Yeah. And, like, essentially, also, one thing I notice is, like, those that are, like, someone can obviously correct me, but those that are, that dive into GMs and stuff a lot, tend to look for the easiest solutions. Like, they do a good enough job, but it's easier to describe or easier to manage between people you may or may not game with a lot. So I ran... I ran a few GMs this season when I was farming a Warden's Law and then the new bow. But I ran one last night. We did the Moon Battleground. And it wasn't really so much of a build as it was Phoenix Protocol with a well, a Tether Hunter with Orpheus. And then I just ran Malfeasance and Lucky Pants. Like, that's the extent of the build craft that went into that. It was just all yeah, about that, the orb generation. Yeah, and that's so what I'm saying. Like I said, <laughs> a lot of the times it's just like the easiest solution. Um, yeah. That just works good enough. Yeah. And so then I mean, find out where to hide and when to shoot <laughs> enemies yeah. the second they come I mean, out, the champions, and yeah. then you're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's legit. Like, in, like build crafting is nice and everything, and build crafting can be fun. But yeah, I mean, for higher-end content, it tends to be more where to stand and what to do at specific queues. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like Master Raids too. This is where like, I've learned like the Master Raids don't have to be hard once you learn the pattern, right? <laughs> it's because yeah. the, the second you can take down... I remember this for sure, like doing Totems and King's Fall. I mean, there are other experiences other places too, but... As long as you have a way to instantly take down the enemies when they come out, at least the important ones, you know, you don't have to worry about all the trash ads taking them down instantly. But, you know, like the the, the the witch and the knight, obviously on the balconies is the biggest example. Um, then, oh, and of course the unstoppable ogres. You have to, the second they're ready to stun, I forget if it was still broken then when we were running it, where they had to be all the way out of the ground. But you know what I mean? Like, the second you can stun them, and that it was just learning the patterns more so than, oh, do I have the so and so build that I need this extra two percent, or else I'm not going to stay alive. It's no, 
the two percent won't help that much. You just need to learn to kill the ogre quicker the second he comes out and have the right weapon. That's what you need to learn. Exactly. Because that, and as long as you get the patterns done, I mean, you can. As long as you have the patterns, you can, you can add a damage phase, if you have like the method down. Yeah, it's like doing Master Crota. I mean, her huge is all about timing and placement. Yeah, and then Crota himself is all about timing and placement. It's. More or less knowing when, especially on Master Crota's, like, hey, kill the knights, or whoever's in charge of killing the knights, just paying attention to that. Oh, hey, these other people, they're ready. I've heard, you know, they've passed the buff, so now it's time for ogres and then sword bearer. So it's really not the builds. Uh, yeah, like you said, the builds don't really make that much of a difference in the end game content. Sounds so much like the 350 Crota from freaking OG Destiny. You mean 390? Is that what you meant? The harder was one? it 390? Okay, yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember the exact 300 number, but yeah, not the 390 <laughs> that got introduced. I like remember. The import, yeah, the important <laughs> part to 390 Crota was people paying attention to their freaking boomer nights. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> And it's kind of the case now, too, of course. Yeah, uh, it's kind of the case yeah. now. <laughs> but I remember that even more so. I th- and I'm, and uh, it was a little bit different with the Boomer Knights in, in D1 because wasn't it just like you only had to worry about the Knights once per damage phase? Uh, right? It, uh, it depended. Like, I think with the way we had it... Actually, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did spawn once per damage phase, I believe. Yeah, instead of here, where you gotta get them per time of the. Well, that's because it, yeah, we don't have to go into it, but there really was only one sword person at a time. You couldn't double up yeah. swords, so yeah, and you weren't passing a chalice, so. But yeah. So and then we would a... we would just keep we would keep one up all the time, anyways, because you didn't have to kill all of them, right? For the to get the sword bearer, right? Because I feel like we would no. keep one up even during damage, and then someone would put... Yeah. You didn't want to take them all down, because then the wizards would come out, oh no, even though they weren't yeah. that hard. And then, But we would just put a titan, put a word of dawn, a bubble, so that hey. to the right, the knight would, this boomer hit shot would just hit the bubble, and we were fine outside of the bubble yeah. doing damage on Crota. Yeah. Yeah, because even though they weren't... I mean, they were difficult at first, but they they kind of became the chore because there was always that one person that was going to die to Boomer Knights. Yeah. <laughs> There's always that one. There's always <laughs> one person that's going to just absolutely die to Boomer Knights. Oh, that was nice. That was nice. The hearing that just like hit that nostalgia for me. <laughs> I kind of oh. like, I really like the movement that we have in the last arena with Iriute and Crota though, because I'll tell you, I have some, the most fun Kato win Crota's actually in a bad spot right where we need to pass the chalice. <laughs> and we're like, try to get him to move. Shit, he's not moving. Well, we got to run up here. We just both have to like jump right. up at the exact right time and pass really quick before he murks us. Yeah, I, I think that's fun. It is always fun. It adds a little bit more chaos. With an experienced team, it's fun. 
with a yeah. less experienced team, it's it's stressful. <laughs> it's stressful for sure. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, good times. Um, that's our twid. Next week is the new season. Um, they updated the cutscene archive. Yes, the cutscene yeah. archive. I was going to mention that, and then we started talking a little bit more. So definitely, people check that out. It's a really cool thing that they've been doing. And I remember, and this kind of happened again this season too. There's sometimes you won't even get cutscenes if you leave an activity too quickly, yeah, or something bugged out for some other reason. So um, if you're not sure, or you just want to see him again, even though there is other ways you could have gotten these before, right, Des? But like Bungie's kind of doing it officially now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which also makes entire sense. But uh, yeah, they're adding Shadow Keep, Season of the Undying, and then when I came back uh, to D two, which was Season of Dawn. That's nice. I, I hope. I hate to say, it, but I hope they bring back the Season of the Dawn weapons. Those were so good. They like, looked. Yeah, so good. Just they looked so good. Like that sleek silver. Mm. Oh, they looked so good. Yeah. That and I had like a perfect line in the sand too, mm. which ended up not lasting that long because Lanier's pretty much got drove into the dirt for a while. <laughs> but I had it. I think I still have it actually. Yeah. Ball. I remember that one. <laughs> um, so for anybody that cares, after the seasonal update or the archive update, there's a new emblem if you buy stuff between two new emblems if you make purchases between the 24th and December 1st. Yeah, and along with that, I guess some things are on sale. Savathun's yeah. Spire of Savings. Ooh. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> hey, I'm just reading the graphic, okay? <laughs> yeah. But hey, this is a, it is good that it's on sale. Um, call it Black 16. Friday, Thanksgiving sales, whatever. Yeah, 67% off. I was going through the numbers the other day just to kind of confirm because I didn't think it was going to be that high, but um, I think this was brought up on GDC. Salt had mentioned something. But yeah, if you're a new player, um, you want to get the DLC only, the current DLC. It's 50 bucks, or it's 100 bucks for the whole year, all the seasons, right? Yeah. I mean, you can get some stuff on its own if you want, but that'll give you everything, at least with the dungeons and stuff. Yes. The... But if you want all the old stuff, <laughs> uh, it's between 180 to 230 for everything, including with the new stuff, too. <laughs> that's a chunk that is a chunk I don't feel like how many it's... we should compare this with some other games like I know other games will sell older expansion I mean I don't know I feel like the Forsaken one's really pushing it because okay 20 for the Forsaken pack 25 I didn't write all the names for the next one 30 then 30 then 25 was the um, 30th anniversary and then 50 is the new DLC, and then 100 for this. So that's one, two, three, four, five old content things you can buy. Five. 
I feel like it should be three or four at most. Uh, for for many MMOs, they they still have like older content for sale. So yeah, th- that much, like five or so. It can be, yeah. Depending upon how active the game is. Because something like, well, actually, I don't know. I can't say that anymore because uh, Elder Scrolls Online like hit like an era of like, it seems like I was getting an ad for like new ESO content like every year. Yeah, not even every year. Like every other month, it felt like almost. But, um, Ooh, let me tell you. So that might be up there now. I would have said back in the day, like ESO didn't have a lot of content. Um, but like I said, that probably has changed. I mean, unless you go something like, uh, what was it? What is it? Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, I guess, has like a lower uh, kind of floor for that, mm-hmm. uh, considering they have very few like major uh, expansion content things and. They all bundle. They bundle like all all the old content into like a sale pack, essentially. So that's like that's a nifty way what, that they do it. That's kind of what so, ESO does. Okay. Because like it's, I've, now. yeah, I've tried ESO like once years ago, but um, but no, like I said, FF14, they'll have like a kind of like a starter bundle thing. Uh, you can get like whatever current expansion is out and buy that, or you can get like the starter thing that like just bundles all the old stuff together. And I don't think that price changes. So I guess that value kind of goes up. But oh, yeah. again, I could be wrong. But Look, um, here's, here's all they need yeah, to do. It's... <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. No, it just, it's 130 for all the old stuff, okay? 180 if you add the DLC. But they should bundle maybe 100 or 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 90 or something like that. If you if you want to just buy them separately then some here and there, then yeah, keep those prices the same for each individual one, but you should bundle all the old stuff maybe just make it easy to like oh, I want to make sure I'm not missing anything buy all, you know, and then have that price cheaper than 130. Just my opinion. So, I'm actually looking. A lot of them are running deals. Jesus, on Steam. Well, now it'll be less than that, of course, because of the sale. But I was just saying the price before the sales. Yeah. Right. But looking on oh. Steam, sorry. The <clears throat> Witch Queens. This is just individual. Things are still kind of expensive. Yeah, it's kind of expensive. Jesus. I don't... And they said Steam here, too, but when I was looking the other day, this was... So I don't know when it was. But it wasn't showing any sales on Steam yet. I only saw sales on PlayStation, but you've seen sales on Steam right now, too? Yeah. So you, it's the Destiny 2 Legacy Collection. It's okay. 20 bucks. But How I don't much? know what... 20. I don't know what all is in that. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Uh, Destiny 2 Legacy Collection? Yeah. I mean, this says that's 67% off. Yeah, Witch Queen, Beyond Light, Shadowkeep. 
Okay. So, that's so that is really good deal for what for all those three because those yeah. alone were like a twenty five, a thirty, and a thirty, I think, or something. Yeah, I think Witch Queen's forty, maybe, but the others are thirty. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. But this doesn't include the Forsaken Pack, which is less. Probably people don't care about that one as much, and then. Um, but you need that for last wish raid, right? I think. Mm. Or do you? Or is that raid free now? No, I think that raid. The only free raids are the raids they brought back, like yeah. King's Fall and Vault and Crota. So, individually, Shadow Keep is twenty five. Beyond Light's thirty. Witch Queen is thirty. Yeah. Forsaken's twenty. And then the thirtieth anniversary pack is twenty five. And light falls on sale for twenty right now too. Oh, okay. So from fifty down to twenty. Yeah. Well, there you go. It is a good time to buy. That's for sure. Yeah, because honestly, like this legacy collection is most of all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. You probably don't need the Forsaken pack. I mean, you could get that on its own, and then the thirtieth anniversary, whatever. You can decide later. But if you don't have old older stuff, definitely look at this legacy collection only. 1979 right now. <laughs> well, Buy now and we'll throw in a free robe. <laughs> <laughs> well, on top of uh, really the only thing out of Forsaken. Well, actually, now that all those weapons are craftable from Last Wish. And quite a few exotics. Hmm. Story-wise, don't need it. But um, content-wise, there's quite a bit there from Forsaken that you would definitely want to do. Yeah. The third light supers are still attached to that, aren't they? No. Uh, Actually, no. since they reworked those, maybe not. So never mind. I could, for a hot second, completely forgot about the 3.0. Yeah. Reworks, yeah, I think so. just Strand and Stasis are the ones you have to buy for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still upset at the whole Stasis thing, but hey. All right, well, there you have it, folks. Good prices. Um, <laughs> right. Well, um, I'm going to start wrapping up here, but so fun we could have you back, Des. Thank you for joining Cato. Saying you're a pleb. Now we love you all and uh, want to give a shout out. We had a new patron join this last week, uh, Coderson. So shout out Ooh, to him. Right on. Next. Yeah. I saw that um, talk. Yeah. I'm still, I, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm still around. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm still looking at things. Yes, yes, yes. No doubt. No doubt. Um, well, uh, if people want to um, get a hold of us, just real quick, um, Cato, what do you want to say Discord. about yourself? Discord. Discord. Just at me. It'll be fine. At Cato in the Guardian Hub Discord. Yeah. Or other places if he's around. Yeah. <laughs> at Des? And I am on Blue Sky. But, uh, You're on Blue Sky? Okay. Yeah. 
we got you a code, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Code uh, me, I. We uh, change your yeah. name, Des. You're still Deseret. Yeah, I'm still Deseret, and I know these patron people have been dropping the balls. Uh, horrendously. Um, but, uh, but yes, I'm still Deseret. Uh, at DES, you'll definitely hit me. Um, but yes, I am in the Discord. Uh, not on Blue Sky or whatever, because I think I'm pretty much abandoning social media as a whole. Uh, I haven't missed it. So I don't see, like, getting like stuck back into it so yeah all right on and uh you can find me as kingsley mac everywhere don't worry about it you'll find me <laughs> but uh <laughs> more, more importantly the show um again we always mention it but please check out our website because um if you are not in our discord not in our clan and want to join the clan want to support us in the patron just find out more information about us, other ways you can listen um, in case you're out and about and you don't have your smartphone with you. You don't want to miss our latest episode. You can listen on the website. <laughs> Anyways, everything's there at our lovely website. Check it out. TheGuardianHub.com Best up on the net. Thank you, Des. <laughs> I knew you would do it. <laughs> All right. Thank I you, everyone. Yeah, you're the backup. You do such a good job at it. I think, Cato, you begrudgingly do it when you have to. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. We never talk Far about the course. beforehand, so it's like, do I? Is it my time? Like, is it... <laughs> did, did we talk about it beforehand? It's a now, no. It it just happens. It just works. It just works. Okay. See, if no one says it, then it'll be an awkward silence, and then someone will have to say it. So it it'll work. <laughs> it'll work. But luckily, we didn't have that silence this week. So, again, we really appreciate everyone for you tuning in this week. And we will catch you all again next time. Have a good one. Later. Bye.